Hello and welcome to M's Authority Podcast, episode number 12. I am M and I am here to give you a heads up on all things Libra season and what is coming up for us in this uh, potent eclipse portal that is about to be opened um, later this week. So I'm going to walk you through and talk about all of these energies and what I'm feeling and what the stars are bringing for us. So buckle up because this is the calm before the storm and I mean that in the nicest way possible. Um, When eclipses come around, it's a time to kind of batten down the hatches and just go with whatever is coming up. Eclipses are karmic and fated and you can't really change or alter what comes through um, during this time. So heads up on that. Nothing to be afraid of, but just be aware and I'll talk you through exactly um, yeah, how this is going to be activating your chart. So I am going to do things a little bit differently this episode. I'm going to give you an actual breakdown of based on your rising sign. So you must know your rising sign to get the most out of this um, as I talk through these ones. Um, if you don't know your rising sign, I have a little sun, moon and rising course that you can take that will literally um yeah, give you your rising sign, you'll understand your moon and your sun as well. And you'll be able to then use this information as I'm giving it to you to see how that affects your chart directly. So that is super cool. And yeah, I am excited to dive right into this. Now you would have noticed this episode is coming out a little bit later than normal. Um, I am recording this on a Monday night and yes, the potty is meant to drop on a Monday morning. However, my weekend has been filled up um, with so much love celebrating my oldest boy, Charlie's seventh birthday over the weekend. So we had lots of time with the family and yeah, I feel like his birthday celebrations have gone a few days and his birthday is literally the day after the spring equinox. So um, quite potent. Um, He is very much a Libra through and through and yeah, it's been really really nice to kind of just have that time with him and celebrate him. And in the process of all of that, I guess I was just a bit tired. And yeah, last night was like, I just really do not feel like doing this. I need sleep. So I honored that. And here I am on Monday night coming to you. So apologies if you're waiting for that um, for Monday morning, but here I am and still, you know, honoring my own um, stuff and still showing up for you guys. So I know you're going to get so much out of this episode. I am so excited to share all things Libra season. So Libra season officially kicked off on Saturday, the 23rd of September. Um, So this Saturday just gone, if you're listening to this um, in real time on Monday, or you probably listen to this maybe Tuesday um, by the time it goes out. Uh, So yeah, the eclipse, uh, the eclipse, all over the place here. My energy is a bit frazzled. Um, definitely feeling into this eclipse energy already. So the equinox um, is what opened Libra season. It is the halfway portal point between the winter solstice and the summer solstice, and it's the official change of season for us. So um, it's more of a moving into a macro cycle of spring. It's such a beautiful um, time of new beginnings and really what we've been working through in the winter it's now time to harvest all of that growth and all of the internalized stuff that we've been working with over that winter period so this is the time and Libra the scales is literally about bringing balance so that portal um, happened on Saturday so that is your first taster into Libra season 
And this Libra season is not a normal Libra season, might I add. Uh, We have the eclipse point. So the south node is in Libra. And I have spoken about these eclipse points or these north north and south node um, a few episodes ago. So go and check that out if you want to have more of an insight as to what's happening with that. Um, However, pardon me, got the burpees, just had some dinner. So soz. Yes, so this Libra season is unusual in the fact that the South Node is there and this has not happened for uh, 18 years, in fact. So it's a new flavour to Libra season as we know it. And having a South Node here is really more about stirring things up and really letting go of anything that is in the shadow aspect of Libra. So all of those people-pleasing tendencies and all that sort of stuff, we're really going to notice where we're not perhaps in alignment with the highest expression of Libra and where we may need to, um, you know, be made aware of what needs to shift and change in order to create more balance and more alignment in our lives. So that is going to be the overarching major theme uh, this Libra season. And we also have a few other um, planetary alignments and ingresses happening too. So Venus is finally going to move out of Leo, which she's been for quite some time since um, early July, and she will be moving in to Virgo on October the 9th, and Mercury will also be moving into Virgo on the 5th of October as well. Um, Actually, no, I feel like that's wrong because I feel like Mercury... Yeah, Mercury was already in Virgo. I don't know why I've written that down. That's strange. Uh, Perhaps that's when it goes out of its shadow. Let me just double check. No, sorry. Mercury moves into Libra. Can't even read my own writing here, guys. Can't even read my own writing. I'm like, that does not make sense because Mercury retrograde was in Virgo. So apologies. Mercury moves into Libra. Venus goes into Virgo. Um, And then Mars moves into Scorpio on the 12th. So a new flavor yet again. Um, and Lilith also, who has been hanging out in Leo, will be moving into Virgo on the 3rd of October. So we have a few new uh, flavors of energy starting to shift and change, and we also have on the 29th of September, so still um, this week, which will be the Friday, uh, we have the Aries full moon, and this full moon is actually the opening of this eclipse portal. So um, what this moon is going to bring us, it's going to bring us a beautiful time of healing. We have the North Node uh, being involved here with this particular full moon. We also have Chiron still in Aries as well. And the ruler of this moon is Mars and Mars is in Libra. So again, near the South Node. So there's this time of starting to open up to this purging and releasing of anything that is not serving us or our highest good. So, um, yeah, this moon is going to be our last little time to do any rituals, if you do any rituals around any full or new moons, because for the next month after this, um, in eclipse season, I do not advise that we do any rituals or, um, you know, manifesting or releasing or whatever it might be uh, ritual-wise with the eclipses, because uh, it's normally just really futile energy and it's not something you want to, like you don't want to be charging your crystals under that type of energy. I mean, if you feel really drawn and called to, again, trust that. Um, Sometimes I have been known to do some rituals or some work under the eclipses and the ecliptic energy. Um, But yeah, sometimes it's not always um, 
for your best in high school. It's best to sometimes just batten down the hatches and just be really in your body and just feel what comes up for you. So just a bit of a preface for that. But this moon, uh, this Aries full moon, this Friday will be uh, the last moon before this eclipse portal opens. So this is one where we can really do the work um, to start clearing out some of this stuff as well because with any full moon, it illuminates and it's a time for shedding and releasing. And I feel like this is going to be a beautiful time of healing as well because we have Chiron involved. It is a um, wider conjunction. However, um, it will still be felt and it will still be um, in its effect. And also the North Node is here as well in Aries. And that's all about, you know, coming back to ourselves, tuning into what um, drives us, what we are passionate about, what we will fight for. Um, That's that real energy of the Aries North Node. So really feeling into how that shows up. Uh, for you and what you feel drawn and called to doing. And as part of this as well, I'm also going to break down, um, again, as I mentioned before, based on your rising sign, where this um, particular moon is going to be hitting um, in your chart. So uh, if you are an Aries rising, uh, this will be hitting your first house. So this will be shaking up anything around your identity, anything around your self-expression, themes related to your physical body as well. Um, And given that Mars is um, the ruler of this moon, uh, definitely can, you know, bring up some stuff around the body um, in terms of health or physical ailments and things like that. Maybe a beautiful time of healing and release. If there has been anything that you are currently going through, um, that would be a beautiful time to, you know, really use this energy to clear out anything else that is in your way uh, with that. Um, the next, if you are a Taurus rising, this will be hitting your 12th house. Now the 12th house, um, is all about our deeper spiritual connections. It's the hidden part of our charts, right? So the 12th house almost has this veil over anything that resides in the 12th house. So if you have any planets or placements in the 12th house, um, normally these are a little bit more hidden, a little bit harder to witness and see within yourself. Um, the 12th house also represents our subconscious and our deep subconscious programming. So um, there may be something that is illuminated to you that has been hidden, um, especially in the 12th house, you know, and having the moon activate this in its fullest um, expression here. This can be a beautiful time to reveal something to you that, you know, you may have not been aware of yourself um, and now it's been brought to your conscious awareness. So that will be uh, for you if you have a, and you are a Taurus rising. Uh, If you are a Gemini rising, this will be hitting your 11th house. And this is all about, um, the 11th house is all about community. It's about coming together. It's about your aspirations. It's about um, who you are aspiring to be and how you're going to, you know, be within the community and how you're making that collective shift in consciousness and change. Um, It's about activism, humanitarianism. Um, This is what that house all rules. So, For you, that will um, definitely be, you know, themes related to, because it's Aries, it's related to yourself. How are you showing up within your communities? There's going to be a light, something that you may need to release or shed or shift around um, that particular moon. And again, it will be at its peak on Friday. So um, bear that in mind if you are Gemini rising. If you are a Cancer rising, this moon will be hitting your 10th house. And this is all about your public self, you know, the the part of you that you display on the public and having this moon illuminate something here, it can mean, oh, pardon me, I've got the burpees. <laughs> um, it's all about 
the so as I mentioned, it's all about your public self and your status and your place in the world. So who are you actually seen to be? Like what do you put out to the universe? to the universe, the world, um, as to who you are. Like, are you a mother? Are you a father? Are you, you know, um, known by this particular identity or job or role? Are you whatever it might be? Um, this moon is going to illuminate something and may need to even potentially release something um, relating to that. This um, 10th house as well can also be related to your career and um, what you're known for in your career. So if you are feeling um, perhaps a little bit uh, like you need a change or a shake-up in your career, um, as you're getting these um, eclipses hitting your 10th house, there may be changes within your career as well and home and family life. So keep that in mind um, if you are a Cancer rising. Uh, now, Leo, you if you are a Leo rising, so this is me, I am a Leo rising. Um, so this particular moon will be hitting my ninth house. So this is activating for me um, a lot of stuff around travel. Um, so traveling in far distances and potentially activating um, the need for wanting to study deeper or learn more and perhaps start even a new course or something like that. Or perhaps there's something that's been blocking me that um, I am wanting to further any education or do some travel. And this is going to be a time where I might be able to clear out some stuff in order to do some more of that travel and or um, call in some more study or some more learning as well. Um, it can also be a beautiful time. The ninth house also represents our beliefs and more like our deeper spiritual beliefs and connecting to something higher than ourselves. So um, this may also challenge some beliefs and um, you may also feel called to connect deeper to spirituality. Um, so I think I am definitely starting to uh, feel this. And again, my natal Venus is here. So I will feel this um, within my relationships and how I'm showing up in my relationships too. So um, where, how I'm breaking this down for you right now is just by house, but you might also have planets um, and especially their personal planets, whether it's your sun, your moon, your Mercury, your Venus, your Mars, uh, you will feel this a lot more stronger as well. Um, so bear that in mind. So for me personally, yes, I have my uh, Venus in the ninth house of Aries. So yeah, that will definitely bring up some of those themes for me. Um, now moving right along, if you are a Virgo, you will be getting this uh, full moon in your eighth house. Now, again, the eighth house is also a bit of a house of secrets and um, a bit of a mysterious house. The eighth house is very much about um, taboo topics. It's about sex. It's about merging um, money with others and having shared resources with others. So perhaps this is um, illuminating things around those particular themes and topics for you. And maybe it's now like taking a look at, okay, where am I um, perhaps coming together and collaborating with someone in terms of sharing resources or money? And is this working out the way I want it to? And is there anything else that I need to clear out or revisit around these particular themes. So that is if you are a Virgo rising. If you are a Libra rising, this is hitting your seventh house of relationships. Now, um, again, Libra, um, if you are, a, that is a Libra rising, um, you will definitely be feeling the full effects of this um, north and south node activation of both your first house in Libra, and your seventh house in relationships. So again, buckle up because this is happening for the next two years. So um, yeah, it's going to definitely 
be activating a lot of things for you and especially around your self-expression. Perhaps you've been a people pleaser. Um, So that south node is really going to um, make sure that you're in alignment and really clear out anything that is stopping you from being your highest expression. Um, And yeah, having Aries in your seventh house of relationships, you will definitely have some illumination around your relationships. And this is not necessarily just your romantic relationships, but your one-to-one um, you know, whether it's clients, business, that sort of thing, um, you know, you might have something be illuminated around that, or it might be how you're wanting to show up, um, in those one-to-one relationships, because Aries again is about the self. So how you're showing up in that relationship and coming back to those Libra people pleasing tendencies, you know, do you have good enough boundaries? Um, this moon will really ask that of you. And again, these themes will continue to play out for you as a Libra rising. If you are a Scorpio rising, this is activating and hitting your sixth house. And the sixth house is all about our day-to-day routines and rituals. It's about our work. It also rules health. So um, if you are having any health issues or anything is needing to be illuminated or brought up to the surface, this moon will definitely um, illuminate that for you as well, especially given that it's a full moon. And I don't know if I mentioned, but the full moon also, well, the moon, um, not just necessarily the full moon, um, it rules our body. Okay. So um, you will definitely feel something come up for you around health or, you know, is your Are you working into the detriment of your health and do your daily routines need a shake up and what needs to change and or be released or, um, yeah, purged out? Like what's a, what's something that, yeah, you're not willing to carry forward any longer. Um, now Sagittarius, if you are a Sagittarius rising, this will be activating and hitting your fifth house. And the fifth house is all about creative expression. So, um, it also rules, it's the house of children and it also is the house of sex. So there have been themes or things coming up with regards to your creativity, um, and or sex and or children (laughs) or wanting children. Perhaps, um, this could activate you know, uh, like you're like, oh my gosh, I'm ready to have kids. Um, if you're not of that, like that definitely may not be um, a thing just because it's a moon. The moon doesn't necessarily mean um, it's going to uh, relate to that, but it could also mean a time of um, fertility, high fertility perhaps too. Um, but yeah, really might just illuminate some themes, like whether you were thinking about children, um, if that is of course, if something that you're wanting to do, um, this may, you know, get you thinking around that sort of area of your life. And yeah, what needs to change or shift if you are wanting to call in children? And yeah, really, if you already have children, it's, you know, maybe a beautiful time to connect to your children a little bit more. And, you know, what do you need to release in order to be more present and connect with the children? The other thing as well, it's also um, the fifth house is kind of like our inner child. So, Focusing on the things that once brought you joy. Um, have you kind of lost that creativity or that spark? And how can you call more of that into your life? So this moon will really help you shed and illuminate um, anything related to those themes. All right, we've got three more to go, guys. Bear with me. Um, again, I told you this was going to be a little bit different. And I'm going to say this episode is going to go a little bit longer than normal. But you're going to get so much more value out of this. And yeah, I think you are going to love it. And again, I'm only going to do these extended episodes um, and like the full monthly updates, obviously once a month at the change of each um, season. 
And uh, by season, I mean like the zodiac season. So the next one after this will be the Scorpio season update. But again, we've got a full month for that, guys. So don't sweat. Um, Now, where are we up to? Capricorn. If you are a Capricorn rising, this will be hitting your fourth house. And the fourth house rules home and family and our security. And um, not only like just where we feel at home, but also like our physical home. So, um, yeah, sometimes a full moon here may mean a shift and a change or wanting to change um, your place of residence or, um, you know, changing in any kind of family dynamics or if there's a relationship at home that needs a little bit of work and a bit of illumination and some stuff to release. Um, this is the moon that will bring um, anything related to that as well. And again, it's the Aries full moon. So it's really asking you to tune into yourself and how are you showing up for your family and your home. Now, if you are an Aquarius rising, this is hitting your third house and the third house rules um well, it's the house of siblings. It is the house of uh, early learning and education. Um, it's also rules our communication as well as our short trips and like short travel and short distances. So perhaps um, you might be thinking or planning a long weekend retreat and getaway. Um, and, you know, that energy is very much supportive of that. It's illuminating um, things that will, you know, be nice to experience and enjoy those little short trips and time away. Um, It may also show to you where your communication needs to shift and change um, and, you know, how you're communicating, who you're communicating to. Um, This moon will really illuminate that for you if you are an Aquarius rising. And last but not least, a Pisces rising. If you are a Pisces rising, this full moon is going to be activating and hitting your second house. And the second house rules our self-worth, our values, our money, our possessions, our finances. So perhaps there's something here that is being illuminated to you that needs to shift and change around your finances and all your beliefs or your money stories as well can be really um, triggered and illuminated by this particular full moon. So really tuning into what is coming up for you there because Again, as anything with a full moon, it's just there to illuminate and, you know, things that may have been lurking in the shadows that you may not have uh, been consciously aware that has been playing out in those areas of your life will definitely be brought up to the surface. That is the beauty of a full moon. So uh, that is that for the Aries full moon. And I was also going to break down um, the Libra parts of your chart as well, because this is where the eclipses will be hitting. Well, the first eclipse. I'll speak into the second eclipse because the second um, eclipse, we're having two eclipses this uh, eclipse season. The first one is a partial solar eclipse in Libra. And the second one, which will be at the end of October, will be a partial lunar eclipse in Taurus. So this will be really closing out and finalizing um, the period of the last two and a half years where the North and the South Node was in Taurus um, and Scorpio, the way the South Node was. And this will be a really potent moon to close out all of that. So I'll speak into that um, as we dive into the Scorpio um, season episode, because again, that will fall towards the end of Scorpio season. Um, but I will give you the heads up about a Libra season. So if you're still with me, I thank you because there is a lot of information in this episode. And um, 
I, yeah, just want to trial and see how this goes because, again, doing it this way uh, is a lot more work for me because obviously I have to break down um, as to where each house is for everybody depending on the sign. But if you are loving it, let me know because, um, yeah, I will definitely keep doing it. If you aren't loving it, if it's not a vibe, let me know too because, you know, I'm here to respond to shit. So let me know, peeps. (laughs) Anyways, uh, back to where we were at. We were moving into Libra season. So this is where the sun is going to be illuminating everything for you for this next month as the sun is in Libra. And also as we have that Libra solar eclipse, so where things may be getting shaken up for you. And knowing where Libra is in your chart as well, you will also know where the south node is activating your chart and parts that will need to be um, released. So whatever house Libra rules in your chart. Oh, pardon me, got a burpee again. (laughs) I shouldn't have dinner before I do this. Um, so whatever part Libra rules of your chart, the South Node will be activating and the South Node being here is a place where we were once comfortable is what the South Node represents. It is where we need to shift and change and evolve from to moving towards the North Node, which is directly opposite that. Um, and that will be in Aries. So it's the opposite of what I just told you before, where the full moon is activating in Aries, where the North Node also resides. And this South Node is the opposite. So Whichever house I mentioned before, it's going to be the house that is opposite. And yeah, it will make sense when you weave these two together. This will also give you a heads up for the next yeah two years as to what themes are going to be really activating and playing out for you in terms of where the eclipses are hitting in your chart. So it is really powerful stuff to know. So especially if you are one in Aries or a Libra, you will feel this uh, very strongly, whether that's your sun, your moon, or your rising in Aries and Libra. And not only that, if you also have any cardinal energies, so that is Cancer, that is um, Capricorn as well. If you have any sun, moon, or rising in Cancer or Capricorn, you will also be feeling this very strongly, uh, these eclipse points. So Keep that in mind, and once you have a little bit of a look in your chart, you will then be so much wiser as to what is coming up for you. So um, if you are – actually, before I go into that, I might even just speak into um, this Libra solar eclipse first, and then you'll get a bit of a background understanding as to what will be um, coming up for you. So uh, this will be happening on the 15th of October – It will occur in 21 degrees of Libra and the moon is going to be conjunct Mercury. It's going to be opposite the North Node and Chiron. So it's going to be, yeah, opposite to what I said before around the Aries full moon. And what that actually means is, again, it's like the clearing out. So you're going to get after this Aries full moon, which is the one on Friday, right, you're going to get illuminated as to what needs to shift and change. And then as we have this solar eclipse, this is going to really help you clear out anything else. Normally, um, an eclipse is kind of like this. It's ecliptic energy, right? It's really um, quick moving energy, fast upheavals. Um, Things can really shift and change very quickly. And because this eclipse point um, and this Libra eclipse, solar eclipse is happening with the South Node and the South Node is conjunct Mars, it means a lot and a lot of purging. So it's um, pretty wild energy to be working with. But again, it's just basically course correcting and aligning you if you are not in alignment or on the path of your highest evolution and evolvement. So 
Um, again, the ruler of this is Venus and Venus will be in Virgo. So anything that came up around that Mercury retrograde periods, this will also be a time to really release and finalize anything else that has um, still perhaps not been resolved or worked out. This moon will activate this for you. And you really don't have to do any kind of manifesting. Definitely do not manifest um, unless you feel strongly, strongly called to again. Eclipse energy means no rituals for me. Um, unless I feel really cold, but nine times out of 10, like I might just go outside and witness the eclipse if it's something that is visible in our sky. Otherwise, I don't avidly manifest or work with eclipse energy. Just as another preface. Um, what else is happening with this? So um, it's opposite Saturn as well. So there's going to be some really hard lessons. And with that, uh, actually, is that correct? Libra. No, I don't think it is opposite Saturn. Oh, sorry. Gosh, my reading. Sorry, I went down and did the breakdown of all these notes. I haven't actually got the chart in front of me. <laughs> I'm like, what? That doesn't make sense. How can Saturn be in Aries? Don't mind me, guys. I'm over here just figuring shit out as we go. Um, Sorry, Venus is opposite Saturn, right? And so this is where the lessons uh, that we've come out of from Venus retrograde and Mercury retrograde all coming to the surface to be fully released and purged. So wherever you have been lurking in the shadows in any of those particular Venus uh, energies and traits, this is definitely going to be the time where it's going to be finalized, released, and not coming up again. And again, the other thing I guess I want to preface here too is that just because this is happening doesn't necessarily mean if you're not doing the in, inner work and taking action and all that sort of stuff, doesn't mean that this just, you know, means, okay, yep, purging, done. Like you actually kind of have to avidly take part in this too. So if you feel the need to release or purge things, definitely go and follow that. Um, I think the biggest piece of advice I can give you during this eclipse season is to just be in tune with your body, to be in tune with how you're feeling energetically and to really just honour whatever it is that you feel like you need, whether it's you need rest and retreat. I know for me, I've kind of had that message come up again. I was like, fuck, are you serious? I'm so done with this resting and retreating. I've literally been in this period of winter and hibernation and retrogrades and I'm done. But the messages I keep getting is still like, nope, there's still you know more that needs to be done, more that needs to be purged out before we are fully ready. And yeah, it's it's an interesting time because I thought the energy was going to really shift and change. But again, this is just me personally. If the energy has shifted and changed for you after that spring equinox, amazing. Go with that, run with that and see how you go through eclipse season. Um, because again, this is going to affect everyone differently. Um, now, back to where we were going with this. Um, doo -doo -doo. I think there... Yeah, that's really it. It's sextile Mars, so um, nothing too crazy there. But again, just more supportive energy of like guiding you back to the North Node as that is the North Node ruler. But it's really going to still have that strong focus on and around relationships. So be prepared. You know, this um, particular moon can be the point on where if the relationship has made it through the Venus retrograde, but it was still rocky, um, sometimes eclipses can come along and really be like, okay, that's it. So you might see sudden breakups, sudden splits. Um, be aware for that one because um, that can definitely be felt with eclipses. Or it could mean that there's, you know, really beautiful healing energies as well. It can go both ends of the spectrum here. Um, just reading my notes once more just so I can make sure I've fully given you all the juicy deets. Um, 
yeah, it's really about needing to integrate what you learnt from your relationships with regards to um, what came up during that Venus uh, retrograde point and that Mercury retrograde point as well and really how you are now going to move forward. It's also about finding the balance of power in your relationships um, because this moon also is squaring Pluto. And (laughs) that can mean, um, you know, quite a bit of transformation, reclamation. And whenever there is Pluto involved, again, Pluto is also the ruler of power and power struggles and who holds that balance of power. So I feel like um, this will really help you, given that Libra is that finding of the balance. Um, you know, if there's someone that's been domineering or overbearing or overpowerful in a relationship, this will kind of help them level out in that as well. Um, what else have I written here? Um, don't be too self-critical or overly critical of others in relationships and set boundaries for the future. Um, that is a big one. Um, because again, this is going to just be the beginning of this eclipse season. And yeah, you're going to just get a taste of what's ahead for the next uh, 18 months, 18 months to two years. So yes, this is the Libra solar eclipse. Now, breaking this down. So I hope you're still with me and I hope I haven't bored the shit out of you um, because I know there is a lot and astrology is complex. It is layered and there is a lot to to learn. And sorry, just having a little drink. And yeah. There, I have been studying this for years and I'm still continuing to study and I am a student of this for life. So um, I hope that I can break this down enough for you so that it can just be really practical so you can literally be like, okay, yep, cool, this is how it's affecting me. I know I've got this awareness. I'm aware. Now I can take action. Now I can understand how to move forward. So that is my goal from this episode. (laughs) So please let me know if that is actually relevant to you. Now, If you are in Aries rising, so this will be hitting your seventh house of relationships. And again, you will definitely be feeling this very strongly, um, given that you're having the North Node on your first house. And so that's all around your self-expression, how you're showing up within the relationships. And yeah, it's going to really test you in your relationships. You know, where are you in the shadow of Libra? So really about that people-pleasing But how can you get more into, you know, the higher traits of Libra where it's bringing balance and equanimity and justice and understanding everyone um, and understanding all points of view within the relationship? Um, So that's what's going to be activated for you in this solar eclipse. Um, If you are a Taurus rising, your sixth house will be activated. So again, really shaking up. Oh, pardon me. oh my god, this is so embarrassing. I've done like three burps this episode. Soz, guys. Um, yeah, so sixth house for the Taurus rising. And again, that's your day-to-day rituals. Um, so your house of work, your health uh, is also going to come up with this. And so there can be very sudden shifts and changes, whether it's something suddenly happening at work, whether you get a new job, whether you really shake up and change your routines. Um 
whether it's something that comes up that's health related or something, whether it's you did have that health problem and it's something that's healing um, in with regards to that health problem. Uh, it can come up in different ways, um, but they are the themes that are related to the sixth house. So be aware of what is happening and being activated for you. Uh, if you are a Gemini rising, this is hitting your fifth house. So you're going to get a bit of a wake up and shake up throughout your creative expression. It's the house of children, your house of inner child. So where can you experience more joy? Where can you allow yourself to experience more joy? And perhaps um, really understanding more about your inner child. And yeah, there could be some really beautiful deep healing within um, your inner child here. Now, uh, the other thing as well, uh, sex, <laughs> the house of sex is the fifth house. And this is a Venus ruled solar eclipse. So again, there could definitely be themes around, um, you know, what is good for you within sex and all concepts related to that um, and really quick shifts and changes there. So yeah, if there's something that perhaps you're in a bit of a dry spell, uh, this eclipse might activate where you might be getting lucky. <laughs> I feel like such a child when I speak about this and I'm like, oh my God, I'm talking about sex. Um, but really it's like, we're all adults here and we all love sex. Well, I don't know about you, but I love sex. Anyways, um, moving right along to Cancer Rising. This will be activating your, I can't read my writing here. So it must be your fourth. <laughs> no, that can't be right. Can it? Yes, yes, it can. Don't mind me. Can't read my own writing. Uh, yes, it's acting your fourth house. So your um, house of home and family is going to be activated. So yeah, there could be points where you are potentially moving home. Uh, there's going to be shifts and changes within your dynamics of home and family. And yeah, like anything as well to do. The fourth house also is like our mother energy. So, um, yeah, something particular could come up with regards to your mother as well, uh, your relationship with your mother, perhaps. Uh, this will be all the themes that will be coming up for you. Uh, if you are a Leo rising, so that is more. Uh, this is activating your third house. And again, the third house is the house of communication. It is the house ruled by short travel and trips. So perhaps I might take a sporadic trip. Uh, perhaps I will be really working on my communication and how I am communicating within my relationship. And um, what else would come up for third house? Uh, it is the house of siblings. So perhaps there may be something coming up with my brother. Um, we will see. We will see how that all plays out. Uh, now, if you are a Virgo rising, this will be activating your second house. So again, this could bring changes and shifts to your beliefs around money, perhaps your physical money. You may get money coming in or money coming out, or perhaps there's unexpected bills or something unexpected in the way of money you weren't expecting. Um, can also play out with, you know, shifts and changes to your money stories. Perhaps it's about what you're valuing and your value system as well can be really um, challenged during this eclipse point. So be open and ready for that. If you are a liberalizing, this is hitting your first house. So again, you will feel this very strongly, more so towards your own physical body um, and also around your self-expression. So who are you wanting to show up and be? And what are you putting out to the world? Uh, that's going to be really activated for you. And again, can eclipses can be really 
aggressive and you can feel them very strongly. Um, and some, you know, if you are in alignment and everything is peachy and hunky-dory, you might not feel this too much at all. So keep that in mind because, um, yeah, different eclipses hit people differently. And as you're seeing, there's, you know, different areas that it will be potentially bringing up some stuff. But if you feel like you're nailing all of these areas of life, you know, it won't be as um, abrupt perhaps. And again, the more planets and the more um, personal planets, especially. So again, if it is your rising, so I'm saying this as it's liberalizing, dare say you're going to feel this more strongly than most others, <laughs> if I'm being honest here. Um, but let me know if you are liberalizing and you're not feeling this um, because, yeah, I would love to hear from that. I'd love to hear from you about that. <laughs> um, and again, that's my partner, Jake. So I will be interested to see what comes up for him. And also my mum. My mum is also liberalizing. So it'd be interesting to see. I'll speak to them. Anyways, um, if you are a Scorpio rising, this is activating your 12th house. So again, if there was anything that has been concealed, hidden, um, perhaps you could do some subconscious reprogramming. Um, and there may be a beautiful opportunity for some quick healing and things to take place within that. The other thing as well, and I don't know if I mentioned this in the first part, uh, for who would that have been for, for Taurus rising for the 12th house um, in for that Aries um, full moon. The other thing as well, your mental health can also come up uh, under a 12th house transit. So bear that in mind too, uh, just for the Taurus risings and also for the Scorpio rising for this particular um, solar eclipse. Um, you know, your mental health and things related to mental health may also um, come up too. Um, something that was hidden that you didn't know was there, the way you were thinking, feeling, um, that can definitely be challenged during a 12th house um, eclipse. So bear that in mind. And yeah, it's normally something that has been hidden that will be revealed to you that you're like, holy shit, I did not know that. Or um, yeah, I didn't know that about myself. I didn't know I felt that way. I didn't know I could think that way. Um, just be open uh, because there will be something that will be activated for you there. Uh, now, Sagittarius rising, this is hitting your 11th house. And the 11th house is all about community, um, friendships, and your aspirations. So also around the coming together and shifting and changing human consciousness is another theme of the 11th house. So really seeing how you go with your, um, yeah, more your kind of your friendships perhaps, but more so, I like to think of like really, you know, your besties are more your seventh house kind of relationships and your 11th house is more of like, you know, the people you know, like, yeah, they are friends, but they're not like your best friends. Um, that's the sort of theme of the 11th house. So, you know, any shifts and changes around that will also come up for you. Um, if you are a Capricorn rising, this will be hitting your 10th house and that will, again, your public house so how you're showing up and putting yourself out to the world um you know what uh you are known for is going to be uh activated and shifted and perhaps changed and also you know career uh, the 10th house also rules our careers so um there could be changes in work um or not necessarily just your day-to-day -day work but like your career perhaps so what you are actually known for there could be shifts uh in and around that and also Aquarius rising. So we're nearly there, guys. Two more to go. Uh, this is activating and hitting your ninth house. And the ninth house is all about our uh, long distance travel. It is about our beliefs. It is about our, um, yeah, what we believe in, our higher spiritual or 
philosophies um, may be questioned and or challenged. And again, higher education and learning. So you might feel really called to all of a sudden, like, I wasn't thinking about studying or doing this, but boop, I'm going to do this now because it just happened to present itself. So, um, or, you know, any long distance trips or wanting to travel or having the travel itch, uh, that can definitely come up as well. And last but not least, we have Pisces rising. This is activating your eighth house. And the eighth house is really about um, the house of mystery. So again, it's the house of sex, drugs, rock and roll. It rules our taxes. It's about merging of money and finances um, with other people. So yeah, there could be something unexpected happening for you there, whether it's an inheritance you might get, uh, whether it's a really big tax bill you might get. Um, it That will be what is coming up for you. And again, you might even feel the need or want to really start to focus and study more of those taboo topics around sex, drugs, rock and roll, deeper spirituality, occult kind of uh, things too. So I think I am going to kind of wrap that up because I don't know how long this episode's gone for and it's probably way longer than what I wanted it to. But uh, I just really want to give you a big heads up on all things eclipse season and Libra season and how it's not our normal, you know, run-of-the-mill Libra season because Libra are, or Libram people are so beautiful. They're so balanced. They are really loving seeing the finer not the finer what well, I suppose they do like the finer things in life too but not as much as what a Taurus or a Capricorn would but they really see the beauty within um everyone and they're such a balanced sign they're justice seekers they want to um have that equanimity and balance within their lives and yeah they really love beautiful things and yeah there's Sometimes they are indecisive, perhaps they are not very well at making decisions. And so, you know, as we are in that season, these themes can also start to come up too. But again, as I mentioned before, it's very different because we have the South Node here and the South Node is fucking shit up, basically, uh, within that Libra aspect of ourselves. So again, the biggest thing that comes up with that is around people pleasing and our relationships and boundaries. And yeah, once we go through this first initiation of this solar eclipse we will definitely understand where and what is needing to shift and change and as we journey through the next two and a bit years with these um north and south node points we will definitely get more of an understanding and as the eclipses um, as yeah during an eclipse season you might notice things get eclipsed out of your life so it's about releasing something that you weren't really perhaps ready to release or you know really big shifts and changes so be open and aware about that as well and again i've highlighted exactly which of the houses are going to be activated for you across this two years so i hope that this has helped you um reach out if some of this makes sense if none of this makes sense if you want further clarification let me know. Um, you know that I do one-to-one chart readings. And I actually forgot to mention this at the start of the episode. So if you're still with me here, um, I am actually going to be starting to shift and change the way I do my work and my offerings. And I'm really starting to hone in and focus on women in business and how they can actually leverage astrology to align their their own energy and the energy of their business to the stars and how when you're working with the energy and you understand how it's activating for you, what part it's activating for you and how you can best leverage that, uh, it is a fucking game changer. As JP Morgan says, astrologers do not use... Uh, sorry, millionaires <laughs> don't use astrology, billionaires do. So uh, keep that in mind because, yeah, there is so much juicy goodness that you can learn. 
And I've only really just kind of started to be like, actually, I fucking know a lot about this shit. And I'm really going to start to step into more of this. And I know a lot about business too. So as I weave the two together, I think it's a fucking match made in heaven. And it's going to fucking help so many women in business um, just fucking kick goals. And again, you know, my mission is always about helping women step into their power, step into their authority, own their truth, and just be their fucking best version of themselves. That is what I'm here for. And uh, to be able to, you know, leverage the stars and show them their truest potential of what they can be. Uh, Because, you know, I can read people's charts and they can be like, oh, actually, I don't really resonate with that. And I'm like, well, maybe that's because you are in some of the shadow aspects and, you know, you have conditioning around that from society and how you grew up and your parents. And once you can sort of see what you actually have as your truest blueprint and potential, you can then fucking, you know, start reaching and aiming and striving for that. And that is fucking powerful because when I look at my chart and I see how fucking powerful my chart is, I'm like, holy shit, I am not owning these parts about myself. And now I'm stepping into this and stepping into my authority and my power. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going places. So anyways, uh, enough about me. Um, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I would love it if you could rate and review. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to this in your favorite podcasting app. And yeah, I will be in your ears again next Monday. And we will yeah see what we need to discuss next week because it always drops in a day or two before I record. So all of my love beauties, uh, take care and thank you for listening. <laughs>